Wouldn't it be hilarious if we renamed CastleCon randomly the first annual Strawberry Film, Film Festival inaugural event? I think I think no matter what at CastleCon, you just have like the nighttime. One of the nighttime activities you can do is go to the Strawberry Film Festival. I think so. Yeah, you yeah. can just catch the you know the Strawberry movies. <laughs> Any and all Strawberry themed movies. That's are right. A go. They are a go. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pull the kernels and they'll determine what Strawberry movie we should show does it how far like could it could it just feature a strawberry blonde character mm. and like that's oh. like it's kind of like the it's very like loose the terms on what qualifies for right the strawberry it, surprisingly the movie that keeps coming to my mind is across the universe which is like the beatles musical featuring the song strawberry fields forever oh yeah that so that's like work. one song near the end of the movie does that count i think that counts okay all right so, there's a whole strong about strawberry fields okay I think it counts. Okay. I think it counts. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode. That's right, the co-host of Popcorn Culture. Here back from my life on the road. Just ready ready to chat. Not super tired at all. Your life on the I'm, road? Life on the road, Ben. I've been I've been traveling here. I've been, I went all the way to Charlottesville. Wow. And back, <laughs> which if you don't know is like two and a half hours away i quite literally went further for a day trip this this past weekend did this, you really this very past yes well, i went i went um to a resort to go downhill mountain biking i badly wanted to go to that instead i was at um i was at uh our cousin's wedding oh yes yes, yes well, also very fun congratulations to mike and griffey the, actually the photos looked incredible her yeah. her dress was like dipped in pink i it, believe it yeah it was hard to tell if it was like a if it was a like custom dye job bravo to whoever did it or i don't know if it was just made someone dyed it at some point no i believe it was a custom okay. dye job because um because my my wife alice works in the bridal industry and i believe um that our cousin the woman that our cousin married reached out to her and asked about this particular oh i see this particular thing so Allie was explaining to me the process behind it um maybe we will ask if it's okay to show a picture of it uh, otherwise if you can imagine basically it's kind of like it is it is like dropped into like pink dye on the bottom and then it's almost like it like reached like the pink dye like reaches its way up right like so it forms a nice gradient it's like it sucked the pink higher than the liquid possibly called ombre uh, ombre i don't know okay. i don't know you don't I'm, know I, I Thinking of like a chambray shirt. Mm, chambray mm. feels a denim. Are you thinking like who goes there, hombre? Hombre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm pretty sure it's like a uh, like a like a um, Western style. Like, mm -hmm. isn't that the cologne that Joey is marketing in Friends? Is it hombre? Hombre. I think maybe it's the rival cologne sales dude <laughs> it could be it could be ombre is uh I, it, it is spanish for man okay <laughs> right man <laughs> ombre <laughs> anyway uh that was that was an unexpected tangent <laughs> 
As they all are. Get, well, well said. Well Welcome said. to the pop. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So no, this past weekend, I went I went downhill mountain biking, which, yes. which plenty of people might be like, you guys have talked about mountain biking before. We know that you do this. Yeah. But this was very different. This was this was like going somewhere that had, um, in the winter, it is like a ski resort. So it has a ski lift that you can like walk up. You literally put your bikes into like a carrier that then takes it all the way up the mountain at the top of the mountain. There's a guy who like takes it off of the carrier and puts it into like a rack for you. So that when you get up there, you just walk over and pick up your bike and you spend mm-hmm. the entire day just going, just going downhill, just going downhill. So much of uh, many people's, the point of so much mountain biking, I think for so many people is that they, they put up with the biking up the hill so they can go down the hill. Yes. In, in the extreme irony, if, if you're if you're not in the know when it comes to how mountain bikes are designed, because there's like a huge variety of like why you might have a particular bicycle. Right. Uh, so like you and I have like cross country bikes by design, like they are meant for going out and going up, down, all around. Yeah. Um, they're very light, good for very long distances. Exactly. Yeah. But the ironic thing is, is that bikes that are like specially designed for like bombing downhill. Mm. They are like super heavy, massive suspension front and back. Like they're, they're like, you have as much squish as possible so that as you're like, you know, going over rocks and jumps and stuff like that, you're yeah, just like, it's like riding a beanbag. It's like your riding, favorite. Yeah, your no, well, don't even try well, love sack man over there. Yeah. Don't even try what? it. Don't even. Okay. Anyway, I'm not even, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> Um, where am I going with this? You completely threw me off my groove. Yes. So the idea though, is that like, it's, it's ironic that the bikes that are best suited for going downhill are the more well-suited for that. They are the less well-suited they are for going up it. Oh, for sure. And yeah, so this is like the prime locale to do that very thing where you can, you can have a bike that is very heavy because you don't ever have to ride it up a hill at so, all. So did you bring your regular cross country bike or did you rent a bike? I did. I brought my regular cross country bike. Okay. Yes, I sure did. Uh, which did fine. Okay. Which did fine. This, this resort wasn't so massive that, that I was like entering into that next phase. Uh, unless I was doing like the, like the black diamonds. So yeah. just like seeing you have like green circles, blue squares and black diamonds and then double black diamonds. Ooh. And I will tell you what, man, I did, I did do one black diamond on the day Yeah. and I was petrified. Really? Yes. Like interesting. So unbelievably scared. Like, uh, recently here on the pop, I feel like I was talking about the difference between moments in my life when what I was experiencing was anxiety, but uh, I would have chalked it up to just being nervous. Yeah. And this was the opposite. Like I hadn't dwelled on it. I hadn't been concerned about it. I wasn't like troubled by it. But then when I was doing it, I was going beyond nervous to just scared, just scared, just scared. Like, I mean, and it was funny. I was having like flashbacks, like the first time I ever got like pulled behind the boat for water skiing. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, what, what happens if it just like rips my arms off or something? You know, <laughs> but like, I just don't have arms. Yeah. Oh no. Something, something might happen. I don't know what it is going to be, but it feels, it feels scary. Um, but yeah, the way that it worked was they had, they had, uh, like any of the other trails you would go on, they might have what they have, uh, what is called a feature and a feature might be like a, like a deck that has been built that kind of like wibble wobbles yeah. through the trees. So you can sort of have like a, a really unique ride experience or you can just bypass it entirely. Right. So you don't have to do it on anything below a black diamond, but on the blacks you have to do it. Oh, there's no skip. There's no skip. There's no skip. You must tackle all features. Yes. And on, mm. t- on top of that, 
everything else, your breaks can be your best friend. So like, not that I would say that anybody could maybe come out and do this. Uh, like I would recommend having done some amount of mountain biking prior, but, um, for the most part, you could take just about anything at your own pace. Right. You can you can use the brakes to allow you to go slowly enough to where you can ride it in whatever way feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. The again with the blacks, not the case at all. Not the this, case. This is like if you use the brakes when you're not supposed to, you are not going to make it. Right. <laughs> like it's like the way that this is designed is with enough distance between it that we're expecting you to be going this fast so that you clear this space. Right. And with that, it's like it's like you really have to go against your own natural instincts when it yeah. comes to being nervous because it's like the safer thing to do is to go fast. Th- this is this is one of the hardest things you have to retrain your brain with in mountain biking. Yes. I think almost all of the time because even even uh, this sounds like maybe you had like jumps and gaps and stuff you had to go across at speed or else. Or else. Yeah. That's that's scary. But uh even on like more minor, I would say just technical obstacles on a trail. I think the experience has been like, oh, is there a log in there? Well, guess what? It might feel like you should slow down for that log, but sure enough, if you speed up, that is going to make it way easier. Yes. It goes against, like, your brain, you really have to retrain the brain because there is, it. your impulse is, something's in the way, stop. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. And yes. mountain, mountain bikes are not designed to work that way. Exactly. <laughs> they are designed to plow straight over something with, you know, hopefully some technical assistance from you, the rider, but... Right, right, right. Yeah, a yeah. l- l- little bit of little bit of adaptation involved yeah. with like how, how you're maneuvering and reacting to, to each of those things, picking your line, so to speak. Ah, uh, yes. Actually, that's a really funny thing. So like when you're riding behind somebody, it can very frequently be a lot easier because you are relying on the line that they chose. Like they made the choices of like, I'm gonna miss this route and go over the rock instead of like going over the rock and missing the route. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you do this when you're mountain biking, but that, that very frequently happens to me. It's like, I can let my brain kind of ease back a little bit. And it's like, I'm just going to follow them. Oh, I, I absolutely do it. And I find it has been a, a extremely helpful thing in terms of overcoming this, like, like the voice in my head, because like, I will follow behind our buddy, Steven, a lot of times, sometimes while we're climbing and it'll be great to watch him just like you know, be going up the hill and he'll just like see a route coming. He'll just go right around it and then he'll go to the flat spot over here and then up to this flat spot or like definitely just choosing the easiest line up the hill. Right. And I can, and I'm like, that makes like, to me, it's like, yes, it makes sense that you should take the easiest line up the hill. But I also can like hear this voice in the back of my head. That's like, like shouting against that advice. Like, no, no, if you like, I'm like so glad I can watch Steven because if not, I feel like the voice in the back of my head would be like, if you take the easy path, that's like cheating. Ooh. Like, you know, which is like, like it's, it's sure you're getting up the hill, but it doesn't really count. That you know? is, that is very interesting. I thought for sure what you were going to say is just the most direct route. Like, like, um, very frequently it's probably the case that if, if you're doing lots of like small turns and maneuverings, you might technically be adding like distance oh, to your climb right. because you were zigzagging instead of going straight up. Yeah. Uh, but that is a kind of interesting way to look at it is like the concern of like, I like, like I didn't actually, I, I kind of cheated because I, I didn't hit the obstacles that right. were in the way. I went around, but it's like, but that's so not true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is like the correct way up is the, is, is to have, 
made it to the top. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, I mean, part of the skill, I would argue, is not hitting those things. Ex- exactly, exactly. And it's like, I hate that voice in my head. I feel like it has been there my whole life to like, you're not doing it the toughest way or something. And it's like, it it has been cathartic to like follow other people who I know are better at mountain biking than me and be like, look, they're doing it the way I want to let myself do it. That is so very interesting. Yeah. I, I would be so curious as to like when this started, uh, how, how it became like, okay. So let me ask you this because like one of the things that you did when we were kids that mm-hmm. I was, that I like, I remember you did it and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. My brother, look at him, <laughs> look at him go. Okay. Uh, you were, you were, we did Boy Scouts when we were kids for a period of time and you were tapped into the order of the arrow. Oh, the order of the arrow. Yes. Yes. Which I think involved like some type of, of experience where you like had to go out. What is it called? An ordeal. An ordeal. Yes. That's the exact word. Yes. A, a crucible, so to speak. So to speak. Um, <laughs> and the, the ordeal was like, it was, it was basically like, okay, we've, <clears throat> We have identified you as like a member of the group that we believe who can come and like overcome this great big challenge. And by doing so, you will be like, I don't know, that much more uh, capable in terms of facing adversity in the future. Right. Uh, Like it's it's almost by design a challenging experience to see if you can do it. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the things involved with this were like one of them was going out into the woods by yourself with like a tarp and like staying the night. Yeah. Yeah. So the order of the arrow, if you don't know, it's if, if you see the boy scouts, they have the white sash with the big red arrow on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you just encounter all sorts of boy scouts on your day to day. But if you're, um, the way it works is yeah, there's, there's certain like larger boy scout, um, camp jamboree type things where they will perform like the tapping out ceremony. And basically, at those things, um, all of the members of your troop have to vote for, you can't vote for yourself. That's one of the things. Okay. So your peers have to vote to have you inducted in. So everyone writes down who they think should be in. And I think like two people from each troop or something go or okay. however many people, maybe you just need a certain number of votes. I got selected. It was really cool. It was very fun. Well, and the thing about this. So when, when you and I were both kids, we, yeah. we had like a, um, a, I don't know, condition genetic, something, uh, we had called pectus pectus where our, we had kind of like the, um, the chest cavity thing that was kind of like a cereal bowl, if you can imagine that. Like, yeah, it was just like our, our, our chest was like dented in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember that when this happened, it was not terribly long after you had had your surgery where like a bar was actually like put in kind of like braces for your chest. Yeah. If you don't, if you're, if you don't know about pectus surgery, I feel like it, to me, it feels like probably Every middle school ever has that like one kid in their grade who had it who and had everyone it. sort of knows. Yeah. 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 And it, it's because it sort of comes up. Like I remember when I had mine, it was kind of this thing where you could like do like a yoga pose where you would like stretch this way. And there was like a cross piece that you yeah, could see. You could see it. You could of, touch it. You could Ugh. touch it. And, and it was always, I mean, this sounds like kind of embarrassing now, but it felt like a for sixth grade me. Uh, especially being like a brand new school, this was almost like a like party trick that I think people thought was like really interesting. And it was like a way for me to like have initial interactions with people. Oh, or you're like, check it out. I'll go to bar in my like, chest. Do you, you want to, you, you want to touch? T- it's weird. Touch the man. It is weird. It is weird. Um, <laughs> is it? I could, I could feel the scars right now. They're like, they're like still just sort of like numb. Yeah. That's exactly how <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like sometimes Except like two little incisions right there. Right. 
Yeah. Sometimes like Alice will like scratch my back or something and she'll like go past it. And it's like, it's still, I still have like weird like twinges or sometimes it, I'll like sneeze and like, it'll like, I'll feel it. Yes. It, uh, forever afterwards doing pushups in particular was very difficult because it stretches exactly the wrong part of your body, exactly where the incisions are. Um, now it's not so much a problem, but there are times where sometimes I don't, I don't know what it is. It'll be like a, get like a lung full of air in a weird spot or something, but there'll be like this pressure underneath one of my ribs and I'll be like, mm, that's a, that's a surgery pain. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if it's just like scar tissue and in there or something. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, now it's, now I'm like, that's what it never started until that happened. And I'm pretty sure it must be related. And it's interesting to me though, because it's been like 15 years now since the surgery or something, Even if longer, not longer. Yeah. Maybe 20. Yeah. So it's like, now I'm like, is that actually still what it is? Or is this something else? But I'm like, I've always thought it was that. And it, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It would add up. It would add up. It's always this. This pain has always been from that. Yes. But yes. now it's been so long. Could it still be from that? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't but know either. I'm like, then I have like, I always think it's like a very unique pain that probably I only experience this particular thing. So it's hard to describe to other people. It's probably from the surgery. Right. right but maybe right. I'm wrong. I have no idea. I think I actually can relate. So okay. So you can. Yeah, yeah. So good. Okay. You, you could have always asked me, but yeah, you know, whatever. So you, you two get like a, a weird, like underneath the ribs pressure sometimes like a twingy like a twin like something like just like slipped a little too far and you just kind of like yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I won't look at this okay. I've experienced that as well um for, for what it's worth for in case you guys don't know the the bar does come out we it does come we out we don't still have it don't still have it in um, there yeah I was in there for like two Two and a half years? Uh, like two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, there was a, it was a huge uh, sidestep. But the thing was, when you get tapped out for the order of the era, the reason that I brought this up is this was another one of those moments for me uh, as your younger brother who was like watching this particular thing happen, where it, it is not intended to be in any way, shape, or form like an intimidating thing. It's like definitely an honor. Yeah. To to be tapped out. But I remember that they had somebody there who like would come up and they would like like literally tap you on the chest. Like, yeah. Sort they of, make like. like a sort yeah. of thing on you yeah. right right it's the, not hard <laughs> no, no I, I don't think it's not like supposed to hurt it's not supposed to be yeah. like anything like that but i remember thinking like because i didn't have mine yet and i was like oh my god they don't know about the bar like yeah <gasps> they're gonna hit him in the chest yes bad news someone should have mentioned it <gasps> yeah so i felt that on your behalf anyway oh. so i don't i think maybe it was fine I was totally fine it was okay okay the ordeal itself yeah that's a whole different experience uh i remember in case you're curious what it's like, you uh, we went up to Camp Powhatan here in Virginia. Nice. That's like just a big Boy Scout camp. And uh, you basically go, yeah, you uh, you have a 24-hour vow of silence where you can't talk for 24 hours. That's part of it. Even that, I was like, how could anyone do that? How can anyone not talk for 24 hours? Unbelievable. I know. But then they, so you start with that, but then you promptly just get like marched off into the woods. And they say, you, you know, you know, like spend the night alone. But of course, they've got like 200 kids there or something. Sure. So basically, what you got is everyone's in a line and like every 20 steps, they'll just be like, the next person in line is like, you're over there. Okay. And they just send you off the trail like 20 feet. And, you know, it's like pitch black and you have to just, you basically have a sleeping bag and a tarp and you can just lay on that and survive just, the night just sleep just sli the thing is you're alone in the woods without really a tent yeah so, or like a light and but it's already like 10 o'clock and you're exhausted anyway so it really wasn't that that part wasn't very challenging at okay. all okay. okay um you wake up the next day i think in the morning they gave us like you don't get much food either that's the other part of it you got like a like a very small egg sandwich 
at the beginning of the day and then I think like a cup of raisins at lunch or something. Something very like meager, but the rest of the day you're having to do sort of like teamwork activities um, with other people. But the challenge is of course that you can't talk, <laughs> which right. is difficult. But also what you're doing is like setting up all the tents around the camp for like that people will then use as they attend the camp as regular Boy Scouts later. Or, you know, you're doing just a lot of the manual labor around the camp, whether it's like digging ditches or whatever they need done, I suppose. Sure. But sure. then God. at the end of the night, they, uh, you know, you can talk again and they present you with your sash and you get to go on. And then it's, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But you got yeah. through it. But I made it through. Yeah. I, I mean, literally the, the idea, one of the things I struggled with as a kid for sure for a long period of time was, was making it through the sleepovers. I remember mm. this was like, again, I don't think you ever struggled with this. It seemed, I don't ever remember a time where it was like, you went to, to a sleepover and I woke up the next morning you were already home and it was like mm. it was like what what happened you were over there last night you know but this was definitely something that happened to me for a while like i would always you know like you get to the point in the night where it was like okay like our, you guys go to bed or whatever and i would like just start hearing noises and i'm like in a different place and i was just like i would get so nervous like i would call mom and she would yeah come get me. come get you i if it eases your mind at all i know that that i at least came home i know for sure that that at least happened to me once oh i feel so much I, better that i came home i feel i feel like validated now it's oh. like, okay it happened to jay too can i tell you one of my favorite sleepovers that i still remember yeah please do i will i will so i think maybe this memory has been like triggered by the recent collecting of the pokemon cards <gasps> and you'll see why as the story goes I, i'm anticipating it already okay so i had one of my buddies over for a sleepover and uh as you guys know uh having listened to the pop our dad used to be a television or still is a television newscaster it's true mark that on your bingo boards right right people. right um, which means that uh, he typically got home, especially when we lived in uh, Rocky Mount or Franklin County, because um, he would do the 11 o'clock news, which would go to like 1130 to drive home. So we get home at like 1230 or something sure. at night. Yeah. So anyway, had a buddy over. We were still awake when dad got home, which was, you know, it was, oh, man, we're up real late if dad's home. Just right, getting yeah. home. My goodness. Yeah. You never experienced that. You never experienced that. And I, this was, I still remember this, but like he came in, he was like, what are you guys doing? I think we had some like Pokemon cards out and he's like, get in the car. And I was like, okay what what's going on and we got in the car and he like drove us to walmart and bought me like two starter decks of pokemon cards like <gasps> at two in the morning no way i know it came out i was like what just happened this was amazing this was what oh dad magic it was like total dad was like i'm so doing this someday i'm just gonna be like luke let's go <laughs> yes yes i think that it's so it's so interesting too because like i think looking as as I get closer and, you know, having witnessed you be a dad already, um, it is interesting to imagine, like, dad coming home and seeing that as, like, like an opportunity right. to, <laughs> to, like, gift you that lifelong memory. I, it's like, I don't, yeah, like, what was that his goal? I have never asked him about it or anything. I wonder if he even remembers it. But he definitely, because it was like a 40-minute drive, you know, so he has just come home from a full day of work driven 40 minutes it's already like one in the morning right and then we're gonna like get up and go to walmart right now like i think the walmart was probably like another you know 15 minutes away sure, sure plus sure, the sure. purchase and coming back and stuff that's amazing though. i know i don't think i ever knew this story yeah but that's really cool that is it really was cool. cool dad was he he had a lot of little things like this though i felt mm -hmm. like growing up where we we also were really big into hot wheels cars for like yes. a very long period of time and they're they're still in our parents basement like they're like 
all in boards where we collected all the first editions and they like go through and certain cars had like wheel variations and we have like the variations collected and all that type of stuff. So we were super into that. But I remember this was like another one of those things where like, I guess dad would pass. It must have been the Walmart on his way home. Yeah. And it seemed like he had like made friends with one of the that's the most dad thing ever it it really is it really is uh he had made friends with one of the like the ladies who did the the nighttime stocking routine and she had known him you know from the news but so i think that she was always like hey like i'm about to do the hot wheels if you want to come take first pick out of the box you know and so dad would do that right frequently he would find you know real cool stuff and i don't think that this was like special treatment being applied to him for any reason other than the fact that he was there in the middle of the night. It was, right. it was midnight. <laughs> uh, so when they do the, the store restocking. So we, I think it was good timing more than anything else. But very frequently we would we would come downstairs in the morning to like our cereal bowls and we would each have like a car yeah. laid out before us. And yeah. it was it was pretty cool. That was fun. Right. We had to go like race them. Yeah. See who's the fastest. We were really big into that. He had this uh it would honestly when I look back on it, I have to imagine that there was a more technologically advanced version of it now, but it worked well. Um was it was like a um a little checkered flag piece of plastic mm-hmm. that two of the Hot Wheels tracks like fed into. And as the cars would go down whichever one got there first would like push a piece of plastic that would allow the checkered flag to fall right or left. Right. And so like in close calls, it would like help you determine like, yeah, which, which one, one came in first. Yeah. 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 And every once in a while there was like a tie and it would like pause for a second and, like, mm-hmm. and you're like, <gasps> no way. We got to take it to the tape. Yeah. And then we got to switch lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Got to switch lanes. Do it again. Do it again. Yep. Oh man. It was so much fun. There are um, more, I guess, technologically advanced. It's one of those where it's like, that feels like, uh, they they do make an updated version when the flag will fall the appropriate way. Okay. Based on like flipping a switch at the end, which I have noticed the switches are almost like too hard to press sometimes. Oh, interesting. Or like the cars will get down there and like maybe the first one's like running out of steam. So it'll like hit it and it'll sort of just like, pff, like it'll get stuck or not pass through or something. And I'm like, hmm, maybe our tracks are too long. I don't know. Yeah. But hey, seriously, track design, man. But it's it that Is, isn't this a da- like a class dad's take? Yeah. What? <laughs> track design. Hot track, track, yeah. I mean, track, it's just too tracks next to each other. They go straight line. I mean, yeah, it seems it seems simple enough, but it, it sounds does. like something's going wrong. So I, don't, I don't know. Maybe these cars aren't for good. Luke, Luke has an absolute knack. Anytime we build any sort of fun track with like loop-de-loops or whoop-de-loops or whatever, um, we'll go to put them down. He has like a, his hand is like a magnet for the worst cars <laughs> to do it. And he'll be like, this is a good one. And I'll look at him and be like, that one's not even going to make it to the bottom of a hill. Right, 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 right. That yeah. one has plastic touching the track. Right. It's you know? not going to work. It's, it's not, not going to work. work. It'll be like, let's see. Let's find out. And then they go down and be like, no, that one didn't work. And well, he'll learn. He'll learn. It's okay. I yeah. mean, I, don't, I let him try them all, but that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. He's, he's experimenting. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, figure let, it all out. let me back up. I have no idea what I said in response to something about validation somewhere along the way. Um, because I had a, I had an interesting conversation. It's kind of like a, let's jump back a few minutes ago and then we'll segue <laughs> off of that topic, even though we weren't perfectly on it. But I was talking to one of my friends the other day about philosophy, you know, go figure. Yeah. And you, I know, I know. Yeah. And her take <laughs> was that, um, when it comes down to when it comes down to anything in life, validation is like paramount. Mm-hmm. And so because we were kind of talking about dad, because we were, at some point in time we said validation, I was like, OK, this is this is slightly interesting, I think, because when she said that, I was like, huh, like, I wonder I wonder how much that will hold up across the board if you were to, like, really apply your motivations for so many things mm-hmm. like how much how much 
as you go through life, does anything that is motivating you correspond back to like making mom and dad proud? Mm. Like, is that like, is that like something that you, cause it doesn't really feel like you could like, outgrow that. Yeah. That is an interesting question. Of course, we also live in close proximity still that is to true. our parents. That is true. And even when we were in college, we're still not too far, like geographically removed from them. That's a good point. Yeah. But, like I it, wonder, but yeah. Like, so do, do you mean, do you mean by that, that like, it's likely that we, we maybe wouldn't have outgrown it because we just remained so close to them. So like their input has remained to this day. That is what I mean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that's fair enough. Like this is like one of those things, like whenever I'm making like a big, like financial decision, like mom is always like the person who I'm like, okay, mom, Mm-hmm. I need to know, like, are we good? Does this make sense? Right. You know, and if she signs off on it, then it's like, I have like complete confidence. Right. So no pressure, mom, but like, I am, I am taking your word as gospel. Right. Um, but so I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. It's like, as you go, I mean, there's, there's probably a meaning of life question somewhere in there and I'll try not to make it that deep, but, uh, it's, it's like how, how much of anything that you're doing, like, uh, and by way of achievement recognition, um, you know, like people who train for Olympics, like, like what is, what is the value of, of like being the world's greatest downhill skier mm-hmm. that year, you know, or, or figure skater or whatever the case may be swimmer or something. It's like, it's like, is that in some capacity, the ultimate validation or, uh, similarly is, is there some possibility that like the reason that we like admire celebrities is because there is the... <coughs> Uh, perception that they have unlimited validation, like by way of mm. having become famous, it's like right. it's like people love you, and like that's it's like a known thing that people love you, and right. like you know your cup must always be spilling over. Exactly, it must yeah, yeah spilling over with with all that validation tea, right? Um, As it were, I would suspect that's not always true, even for celebrities. No, and I would very um, much, I, I would, I would argue that it is likely, it is likely more of a perception-based thing that right. that is the case than it is the actual reality for the the individual who. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you might be right, and like that might be the motivation behind why people want it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I think that the the belief would be that if you've made it center stage, if you're on like that red carpet it's like you are in such a such a very specific moment or or what you're watching is just like it's just oozing validation it's like there are tons of people there crowding around themselves attempting to take pictures of you Mm -hmm. it's like what does that say right (laughs) yeah but so i mean the reason my question would be almost like do is part of the reason that we come to like respect these people so much because what what I think about very frequently is let's, let's use actors for example, like, um, actors are like, they are still doing a profession of sorts. Yeah. It just happens to be a profession that puts them in a very public eye. Right. But like it, it's almost like that's more of a byproduct of their job. Right. Like you tend to think of them as celebrities, but they may think of themselves as like, actors it's like in the same way that you know uh, tom brady is a football player or whatever it's like it's like you just know that that guy just like he loves playing the game like you know he loves being out there he loves playing the sport or whatever uh and so in the same capacity that he is like an athlete who is you know chasing chasing what he does it's odd to think about these people as like artists right in, in that same capacity maybe where it's like what they're doing really like almost the fame is like a, in some cases could be like an unfortunate byproduct. 
I, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Like, um, it's if, if you're, I, I would say that I, my, my bet is that if you're really only in it for the fame, chances are, I bet you're not always the best actor. Like the people who are passionate about acting and like really like hone their craft are the ones who like rise to the top and actually get famous. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> so there, there could be some want, like the, the reason you might go out to LA and try to make it in the world is, you know, in the world of cinema, that is, um, is, is because what you are chasing in some capacity is fame versus chasing the art. Right. Uh, and, and I have no idea if that's the case. Like I, I haven't known that many individuals who have gone on this particular quest, Right. nor have I, nor have I interviewed them on their motivations. Right. Uh, but I do find it to be uh, slightly interesting, uh, or alternatively in that same sense, very frequently when you see actors receiving an award at like the Academy Awards or something, the idea that they feel like nervous on stage. Oh, right. It d- that does seem like it's a thing. Like sometimes they'll be on stage. Just like, they seem very nervous and you're like, but you're an actor. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. You're like a you, performer. What are you nervous? You're nervous. Yeah. You've been seen by millions and millions and millions of eyes. It's right. It's like, what, what, how, why would you be nervous in front of a group of people? But it is like at the same rate when they're acting, they're probably not always, especially for film in front of gobs of people. Right. You know, like they're, they're maybe not like the same thing as like a, um, like a late night host or something who are right. performing in front of a, a crowd. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, this was, this was like a string that I was pulling on. And, and once she brought it up, I was like, that is very interesting. Cause I, I think that to this day for me, I have just continued like the quest of like maybe on some level. Yeah. It's like that, that parental approval, like right. Making, making my parents proud. I think everyone always just wants to make their parents proud is my, is my guess. Although I will, you also mentioned like sports and like athletes and stuff. I would bet a lot of people's motivation is also like legacy. Yeah. Like what is the true value in being like the bet, like the fastest runner in the world? It's like probably that everyone will know that you were like, you will have made your mark then sort of like you will be remembered. Yeah. And which is validation, right? right? Which is valid. I guess that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that would be like the argument is, is almost like what, what is legacy? You know, it's like, it's like, is the, is the ultimate quest for history to it's planting a garden. You'll never get to see. <gasps> oh, I, is That's that from, from Hamilton? Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, was that profound? <laughs> like, okay. So that does not count as Jay dropping a thought bomb, but it, but it was so close. So close. I was like, I should have rephrased. I know. I know. I was like, Wow! Sorry, you set it up. It was such a softball. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate it. I thought I thought it was very well executed uh, because it's, it is almost exactly that. It's like um, I think Picasso was very famous for this, and that his his artwork was not famous until after he had passed away. And that's like a. I think that's true. I, sometimes I'm wrong, yeah. um, but that would be like such an interesting. It would be so. It would be so odd to get through life and not knowing that you are going to be like a household name for what you did. Right. And you never knew it. You never knew while you were alive. (laughs) Right. And then you die and you're like, then of course you don't know. And then then you don't know. As far as we know. But maybe you do. Maybe exactly. you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe if it's anything like Coco, you know, you get to that land and you've got like, like real shiny uh, ivory bones or something. And it's like, based upon, yeah, how well you're remembered. It's like, what is, what's up with this? Like nobody knew me. Yeah. You know, this is a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) TBH y'all was not expecting this. Yeah. It's like when you take a test and you think you failed it and they hand it back and it was like a 96 and you're like, 
Okay. I made a lot of good guesses. <laughs> I was I was lucky. There, yeah. That I don't feel like that ever happened. Yeah. Like I feel like if I had to do some guessing, it was like mate. You know, if there was like five guesses, yeah, you get like one. It wasn't like you never got lucky and got like all five. I know that'd be uh, amazing. Yeah, multiple choice is way too effective. Yeah. At, at like right, you not just like you, it gives you the illusion of chance. But if you don't know, do you want to know what was the most frustrating thing in the world to me? Is, Go ahead. is when teachers made it so that every single thing was false, you know, or true. Oh, oh like and like it was actually just a mind game. It was actually just a mind game. So like you're going through and you're like, no, that's false, 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 false. And you're like, I have put false way too many times in a row here. It's like I'm pretty sure this one's also true. Maybe I'll make right. up make up a little line there. It's like, right. it's it could be a T or an F. Right. It's like, because I think when I would see those situations, I would, I would often recognize that like, okay, the game is that it's all the same and that, you know, just do it. But then, but then I would immediately be like, except there must, unless, unless the game is, yep. you think it's all, but actually one. This is, this is the, uh, what is it? The princess bride? Is that the one where he does like the, the T and he like switches it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, they, gosh. The like, Princess Bride is one of those movies that I can't say out loud that I haven't seen, but, but you because seen I it. know you're not allowed to have not seen it. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> Okay. Well, 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 let me let me paint you a word. So no one heard that. <laughs> let me paint you a word picture, yeah. if I will. So you have Wesley, I believe, maybe is his name. I don't know. I'm guessing. Um, but let's say his name is Wesley. Okay. And he ha- he is like sort of like a like a... Night pirate ninja man um, who can climb a very long rope. Okay. <laughs> People who know what I'm talking about. Are, I I know enough to know who you're talking about. He's like the guy who's got the black headband, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I said, ninja okay. pirate. Yeah. yeah. Secret agent type of guy. <laughs> Is this uh, Ingo Montoya or whatever? I'm here to kill you. <laughs> it. Hmm. You killed my father. Something I don't know. Anyway. I know a lot of the story. I know. I know what you need to know. Why did we choose the- this? Why did we choose? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, this is bad. I'm plowing forward. Um, Go ahead with your example. Okay. So, so what he does though, is they're up on top of this mountain. And what they've decided is that they're going to get into like a, um, a duel of wits, so to speak. And so the idea is that there's like a, like poison in one of their goblets. And the idea is that like, you know, you, you turn around and it's like, which, which goblet is which. Right. And so, uh, like, there's one near Wesley, I believe, and one near the other guy who maybe voices Mr. Potato Head. Okay. Possibly. Well, All right. Potato Head and Wesley. <laughs> you are crushing this. <laughs> I'm just firing just, shots woo! into the dark. Maybe it's Rex. Oh, it is, I think maybe it is Rex. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let me amend. Okay. It's Rex and Wesley. Re- Rex and Wes. Rex and Wesley. And <laughs> I think you're right now. Um, and so the idea though is like, it's like, which one has the poison in it? And he's like, aha, but see, you would, you would put the poison in mine and not realize that I would be smart enough to pick yours unless you realized that I would be smart enough to pick yours where you would actually put the poison in mine. And so like, he's yeah. like, he's like, hmm. <laughs> it's just reverse like, Psychology over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's like, and so you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, which one could it be? What, like, what would make the most sense? Like if, like if you had the poison, which one would you you put it in? I'm sure there is like a, like a mathematical answer to this. 
or something. The, I'm sure that there is kind yeah. of like the three doors thing, which yeah. I won't even try. Oh, the, yeah, the, don't the, you, like, you want to go down there? I, I've gone. I've gone too far as it is. What movie is that? Twenty one. Twenty one. I believe it's in 21. just twenty one. Is, isn't it called twenty one? The counting cards thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's in plenty of things too. Yeah, but. Um, I think that's Kevin Spacey as the teacher. Yeah. He's like doing the whole thing. Thanks for the extra 30%, right? That's what he says. Right, yeah. yeah. Look at us. We're nailing things. Gosh, uh, man, yeah. Do you want to know what the real answer to the goblet thing is? Yeah. He trained himself to adapt to this particular poison, and mm. he poisoned both of them. Ah. So he can just drink it and survive. So he's cheating. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheating is so often the real answer to winning. He was immensely prepared <laughs> yeah. for this very specific situation. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value and then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a 
Fancy way of saying, it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you play when you play tabletop games with people, which I know you are frequently doing, mm, no. if you're ever engaged in games, what is your assumption that other people are cheating? What is my assumption, yeah. or do I believe that other people are cheating? Yeah, but like same, is that not or is that not the same question? Percentage chance that someone else is cheating? Yeah, I I never assume that anybody else is cheating. never assume anyone never. else is cheating. Never ever. Do yeah. you cheat? No, no. Well, I used to in uh, what was the game <laughs> where you would play? It's a it's a deck of cards game, and you'd be going around the circle, and everybody has like their hand of cards, and it's like okay, so you're adding an order. So it's like you would say like I have one six, and then you might say like I have two sevens, and then the next person might say I have three eights, but they would put down four cards. Right. Oh, I think it's BS. Is, B- what the, is this BS? Yeah, I, I believe it is, because then you would call BS on the person. Right. And uh, they like if they if they didn't do it, but this is like the dice game. Yeah. Go ahead. The dice game. I think we play. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're not going to get into it. I'm not going to better remember. Everybody is signing off at this point. And no, 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 they're no like, they got it. Liar's like, dice. That's what it's called. We played it with Ross and Ebley. It's no shoe. Anyway, everyone's like, who? What? Okay, I'm fine. Okay, it's BS. I know the card game you're talking about. Anyway, so that was one that went through. It was in vogue while I was in middle school. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in, in our band class where you would have these days where like, for whatever reason, uh, Mrs. Wise, our teacher, was like, we're we're not going to do class today. So you guys just mingle amongst yourselves. And it was like, okay. I, I always wondered what, like, what was going on in her world that she was like, we're not, we're not doing class. So frequent. I had the same band teacher. So almost every single day of band class ended about 10 minutes before the bell. Yeah. And like, I think there was a certain amount of like, it's going to take everyone a few extra minutes to like pack up their instruments and stuff because you have like more equipment than usual, but not certainly it wasn't like 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, once you've packed up your trumpet, like 50 times, you're probably pretty good at like, yeah, you know, mouthpiece, hold horn. Yeah. Done. All the rest. Anyway. So during this particular time in, in middle school, it was something where you, you would, everybody probably had like a deck of cards in their backpack. Yeah. And so it was very common that you'd be playing like in homeroom or band class or over lunch or whatever the case may be. And so playing it so often, I absolutely got to the, to the point with that where I would be lying and be like, you know, like two, two threes. And I would be putting down three cards, none of which were threes. Well, that's the game though. It is the game. Yeah, it is the game. But the, the game would be like 
two of these and the idea is that you put down two cards that were completely random. What I was doing is saying two cards and putting three down. I think that's totally within the rules of the game. The spirit of the game? Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Well, in that case, then I wasn't cheating. I was just playing by the spirit of the game. But so in modern day though, like if we were to have like friends over for dinner and we were going to be playing like a tabletop game, yeah. I would not assume that anybody is cheating. Okay. Do you cheat? Oh, I mean, it's I don't. It's maybe along the same lines that you have just described. Because to me, I could see you bluffing extremely <coughs> hard. Well, so, okay. Like, I'll give you a, a very light example. Okay. Are you familiar with the game Exploding Kittens? Somewhat. Okay. I, I know that it exists. Let me give you, let me give everyone a hot tip on how to make sure you're winning at Exploding Kittens. Okay. Because it's, it's mostly a game of chance. It's mostly just a game of hot potato. If you don't know how it's played, you basically, every turn you want it, you have to put down a card or you have to draw a card. Okay. And if it's the exploding kitten, you lose. Okay. But you have lots of cards in your hand to make sure that the next card in the deck isn't going to be that. Whether you can look at it, maybe you can shuffle it. Maybe you got to put a card in somewhere. But also, everyone starts with something called a diffuse card, okay. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so if you happen to draw it, great news. You have the diffuse card. You play it. You're safe. Okay. That's good. Thank goodness. <clears throat> That's good, right? Every now and then, you have cards where you can steal stuff from other people's hands, though. So the real way to win is to get more than one diffuse card. Ooh. That's the that's the real that's the real trick of it okay. okay so if you find yourself in that position or here's the thing you really don't want to lose your diffuse card ever you don't want your stolen because then you are really screwed okay right so what you want to do is hold your whole hand of cards nice and wide so that you can put the diffuse card horizontally in uh. front of the rest of the cards. So if people randomly choose a card from your hand, it's not one of the ones they can even see or pick. What? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I don't know what to think. I don't uh, know what to think. Mm-hmm. I am bef- I'm befuddled. Everyone, go take that to your next Exploding Kittens game. Never tell anyone. I'm, n- I'm never playing with you again. I know. I know. I'm ne- I'm no gonna one say, ever wants to. I'm going to say I want the horizontal one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the one that is horizontal. Actually, I, it's like, this is the thing. This is the crazy thing. If you're going to like play tricks like this, you can't ever tell anyone. So you're lucky. So I'm telling you, but we don't play very many games together. True, true, so. true. You're safe. I'm and safe. Knowing me, I'll forget. You just forget. <laughs> um, and now this, isn't, this isn't cheating at all. It's just a very good, helpful tip for people playing Exploding Kittens, which is just the funnest game. Um, it's a good warm-up game. Is If you do have to use your Diffuse card, you get to put the... Um, you get to put the exploding cat back in the deck. Okay. Everyone freaks out because they're like, the what you're tempted to do is make it you can put it right back on top if you want. So the very next person So the very next it. person has to deal with it. Or you can put it like two cards. You can count like who do I want to target? Like three cards down, three cards down. Wrong answer. Always put it on the very bottom of the deck. Oh. Because then you know exactly where it is. Okay. And it gives you a lot more information going forward. Like if there's two cards left and you're like <gasps> What to do? What to do? Is this going to be it? Like, you know, you don't have to spend your shuffle. You don't have to spend any cards because you know exactly where that card is. Interesting. Yeah. See, these. this is the type of strategizing that just does not occur to me. Like, it doesn't come naturally to me. I don't think about it. Uh, and what I always come back to with it is that, like, I don't think I'm that determined to beat the people around me mm-hmm. or even, for that matter, other people in general. Like... I just don't think when it comes to this particular thing that I feel like competitive, like I would almost feel bad for winning. Mm, like I do would, not feel bad for winning. Like I don't want to like make other people like feel like. Well, let me tell you this is that it is maybe this is like my internal like me seeking validation or like uh, it, it almost something. certainly is almost so certainly you know. is yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> based on this conversation. It almost has to be. It almost has to be. Is that like by winning that will prove like 
look, that that was great. This person wins a lot they, or whatever that like people will like you because you win. Uh-huh. And despite this never being true throughout my entire life, it does not stop me from constantly wanting to win. Mostly what you're met with is you are just way too competitive. <laughs> sure, sure, which, sure. Which is, uh, in my opinion, a way of a lot of people being sore losers. <gasps> oh, Ooh. what? Wow. Nobody ever play games with this guy. <laughs> He's out for blood. <laughs> Not out for blood. It's just, this This is the conversation. I can't even tell you how many times I've had it. And I don't understand. It's like we're playing the game for fun, right? And that's those are like, we're just playing for fun. It's just like, yeah, but you're like trying to win, yeah, right? I think that you, I think there is a, this is my, this would be my guess if I were to psychoanalyze you. Yeah. Is that the level of intensity that you bring is what you expect everybody else to be holding uh, in their, in their sleeping minds, uh-huh. as it were. It's like, it's like everybody else is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I will do whatever it takes. Not whatever it takes. Cause I'm not like horizontal carding it. Hmm? Horizontal carding it. I mean, I do win. <laughs> See, 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 I think point proven. So mm-hmm. do you feel validated when you win? I do. Yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel great about myself. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so, so yeah. that being the case, then how do you think everybody else feels? Business as usual, I suppose. <laughs> Consistently not validated. No, uh, no. I, I will say that I have told you my now horizontal card trick. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, but what one of the things I am ex- I like uh, when it like uh, all these little tricks and stuff like this, I will also tell about all these things because here's the thing. If you are if you find yourself in my position, what will often start happening is that people will really not care who wins as long as it's not you. <laughs> I can see that. Right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that having played some amount of games with you, it does seem like the the unfortunate byproduct of the fact that you are very good at them. Everybody does target you. as Right. Well. So that's the thing. So um, <clears throat> don't worry. I have a strategy for it. Is that I don't care. Is that if I'm not going to win, I just want Beth to win. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. I see. So it becomes your second goal. Right. New goal. I do like, appreciate that as a second goal. That's yeah. very That's very thoughtful of you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. take that. That's that's good. And I will say this: I, I stuff like that. I am so glad that I have kids that I can now like teach all of my little tricks to. Because at any given point, if I feel like I've had an advantage in a game, I'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to tell people the advantage." Like that's just that's Jeez. being kept <laughs> that's being kept close to the like because then then they could use it against me that it's not an advantage anymore. So. Uh, but don't don't you worry, Luke and Nick and Nate. I will I will help you every step of the way. <laughs> and your cousins are never gonna want to play with you. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. They'll have fun. We'll see. Okay, so have fun. Well, let's let's change gears entirely. Okay. Did you realize how recently the last Ice Age was? Wow. When you said entirely, you like meant it. I'm, I, I, mean, I did. I did. Don't. Yeah. I don't play around when it comes to changing topics. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna do it, I'm out for blood. Full blood. <laughs> that's uh, that's my version of you playing games. Is yeah. is topic changing? Topic changing. <laughs> Ice Age. When um, <clears throat> how recently was the most recent Ice Age, Ben? Well, it started two point six million years ago. Okay, so. which to which I know you're like, okay, that's so far ago that it does like things don't matter, mm. right? It ended like eleven thousand years ago. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, if you want to say like we've been counting years for like mm, two thousand ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been yeah, we've been around longer than that, but we've only got like we only have as human beings recorded history for like five thousand years. Right. So like you're really 
Like you're not going that far back in history. Right. Like 6,000. It only took us like 6,000 years to get going. Though. Yeah, I know. Not I mean, that look, bad. Look at us go. We're doing great. Um, but the thing that, that really blew my mind about this is that there used to be a thing called giant sloths. Yeah. Giant land sloths. Giant land sloths. They were like the size of elephants, but they were sloths. Okay. And they were here recently. <laughs> recently. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like 11,000 years ago. Did they roam? Were they in trees? I think they were well? in South America. Okay. Where there are trees. Can you imagine elephants? Elephant-sized creatures being in the trees, uh, dude, doesn't seem like being that big and being in trees lends itself nicely, unless trees were also extra big. I mean, it's like it's almost like there's a like there was a, there used to be a dinosaur-sized giant fluffy thing that's slow moving. Like that's incredible. Yeah, you know, like whenever we think about like giant creatures that have roamed the earth, you think of like big, scaly, like alligators if you were to take the corner of them and drag and drop to much bigger sizes and proportions yeah or even the fact that we have elephants which are quite large yeah you know but there was sloths it so would do you think you're like whenever i think of dinosaurs and maybe maybe i'm just being like warped by like jurassic park or something but i don't think so based on like you know what we've seen like like the natural history museum it just seems like there were a lot more really big things like why, where is the lack of the return on the big things? <laughs> it's a very good question. Yeah. And the other thing that I was going to bring up that I have written down in our show notes here is, is basically talking about how, how long, and this is possible, like maybe, <clears throat> maybe from like an evolutionary standpoint, again, not an expert. Let me make that very clear. Uh, there is like some potential that as time goes on, the, the biggest things continue to exist so, like, from an evolutionary standpoint, at that point, oops, someone was upset. Oops. Oh, someone outside is upset. Um, so, anyway, but from an evolutionary standpoint, it could have been the case at that point in time that the biggest things just prevailed. And so, literally, what happened was, like, as time went on, if you were the biggest T Rex, then you were the one that continued to move forward. And as time went on, they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And similarly, with like a Brontosaurus, which is like, you know, eats. Uh, like vegetables, yeah, as it were, vegetables, vegetable yeah. tree, vegetables, tree, vegetables, leaves, not like harvesting carrots or something. <laughs> they could be though, maybe according to the good dinosaur, good dinosaur, right? Agriculture, right? They figured it out, yeah. Um, but uh, the idea there being like maybe if the like smaller ones throughout history were being picked off by larger predators. It was like, well, the only ones I can make it are the ones that are huge. Right. And so it's like you just had huger and huger and huger ones. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because what I found to be incredibly interesting, did not realize this about dinosaurs, is that, okay, so us as the modern humans, we have basically been around for about 300,000 years. Okay. That's how long, and we've only had re- like written history, recorded history for about 5,000 of that. Okay. So like a snippet. Um, but comparatively, <clears throat> dinosaurs rule the earth for 165 million years it's a which big is lead. 550 times longer mm. than humans have been around so it's like when you th- this is what i started realizing is like we are so like we're just like, new we're, we're new we're new look how much we've done brain spanking where new. did what, dinosaurs didn't have ipads they had 150 million years what were they doing i know i know it's I know. pretty embarrassing <laughs> they're just like we we put most of our effort into big huge i think into huge and we were we went all in on the huge we thing. went all in on big right. we were like hey what if there's a meteor they're like well seems like maybe if you're bigger it wasn't it didn't work out bad it, bad it, it's it made good sense it made good sense. The huger you are, the more like the meteor you are. Exactly. You know, it's like it, you're, you're simpatico, so yeah. to speak. Well, um, I'm unimpressed with dinosaurs. 
well, there's that. But it, what's like, just, I don't know. I, I was like in awe of the fact of like, and I've known this, you know, like I've known this. Right. It's like somehow, but you haven't like considered it. Right. Like when, like when people deliver dates, like even when we were, we were reading about like Socrates recently, who, who like lived in like the BC era, like 300 BC, somewhere in that range, you know, in my mind, it's like, that was so long ago. So long. And like some of the stuff he was coming up with, we're still talking about today. Like to me, it's like, wow, wow. Like it's so impressive. Like how, how with so much less technology, how smart the observations of these people could still be at that point in time. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. But then I think the thing that also blows my mind is how, for one, how long it took to get there, hundreds of thousands of years. And then the very brief period of time that we've been like even remotely like we are yeah even in the past hundred years it feels like we've just like our leaps and bounds has has shot straight through the ceiling yeah it's uh, it's a blink of an eye blink of an eye yeah so i felt small my thought so my my guess on to why things aren't as big is because i think you're probably right about why stuff got big before i think we're probably too smart for things like humans are it's like what what wins now is intelligence not not huge. I, I think that there's probably something to be said for that, especially as like modern like hunting potentially was involved. Uh, mm-hmm. like maybe maybe the huger you are, the more difficulter it is to be hidden. Yeah, it's true. Due to the you are more desirable as yeah. big. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe potentially that as well. But anyway, this all happened because this past weekend, uh, Alice was out of town for her uh, sister's bachelorette party, and so I was at the house by myself. And apparently, this is the type of stuff I look up when I'm alone. Oh, we had been alone. Yes. It was like I was just going down the most unusual and obscure click hole imaginable. And it started with I saw a TikTok about the giant land sloths, and yeah. I was like, hold up. Wait, the what? What? Land sloths? Which were absolutely spectacular, by the way. Yeah. If you want to look them now, up. Now, how big? Like, ele- you said elephant size? About elephant size. It's a big sloth. It's a big sloth. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have one at the London Natural History Museum. Okay. So we should go visit it sometime and put a GMA sticker. Not on it, but near it. But near it. But near it. Yeah. Maybe, potentially. Although if someone's know. in London and they want to go put a GMA sticker near the giant land sloth. I would appreciate it. That'd be great. It would be It would be just very, very, very great. Photo was appreciated but so yeah so that was the thing that was going through my mind it's i was like okay like they it wasn't that long ago that they were here and i think that part of what happened to them was like ice age related problems which i was like wait a second was the ice age that recently because i always thought it was like millions of years ago and it turns out it's not millions of years ago it was fairly recent not even one millions of years ago not even one millions of years ago Man. like it was as recently as like you know like twenty thousand years ago like parts of it were still going on right it's like what unbelievable we're just like Um, barely out of it right yeah yeah we're we're just we're just we're just pulling up we're just like what a what a nice warm time we got here yeah except i'm not 100 sure that that's how it works like for what it's worth i don't think that the reason why things are warm right now is because we're coming out of an ice age i'll I'll make that clear (laughs) well that's true i don't don't think the ice caps are melting because it's just us further progressing from the most recent uh ice age but i did i did just think it was interesting it is yeah for sure it is so it's so short in the scheme of things so anyway i was having some existential crisis basically that's what it came down to wait what was like your crisis just the smallness of it, the the briefness of it, the briefness of like, like humanity of all humanity is so so remarkably short. Yeah. Why does it? What what is I still? But like, what about that makes it so like uh, crisisy for you? I don't know. It's like I thought bigger, and when I thought bigger, I realized how small I am. 
mm. is is maybe is maybe like what came from it. I'm probably freaking a whole bunch of people out now. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think that that's maybe what it was. It's like as a kid growing up, things that felt big were, you know, tens of years, hundreds of years, thousands of years. And it's, it's almost like in the scheme of everything, like despite the fact that like, I know when people talk about the history of the earth, they go into this like millions of years ago type of thing, billions of years ago. Right. Uh, it's like, I, I know that on the whole, of course it's small, but I, I think what is just incredible to me is just to think about like, like how, how brief we've been technologically advanced like record things that have been happening uh that we can still look at you know like written language yeah that type of thing um and i don't know maybe it's also interesting just to see how how quickly we've like progressed in such a small chunk of time right like that's that's the other thing that's like really really fascinating is is like just to wonder what what type of legacy humanity might leave and if at any point in time like again millions of years ago like there will be like a small little odd signifier in the giant timeline where it's like, oh yeah, this was the existence of, of, you know, humans of the humans on the earth. All right. It's like, you can, you can like see right. it, like they, they now, really, so, they, so they, now they, you're they concerned answer. about the validation of all humankind yeah. in the terms of galactic history. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I need to know, like, are we, are we, are we good? I'm like, well, <laughs> will galactic history remember us fondly? Man, I don't know, but I don't know who the galactic historians are either. Me either. Yeah. It seems like they have mighty helms. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, that's my guess. I mean, maybe hugeness will come back. Maybe. And there'll be like six of them that all live on the planet. <laughs> like that's how huge they are. That's just six whole planet. Yeah. Each that's one has their own big. continent and then there's one that's too cold. Yeah. <laughs> I got the raw end of this deal. <laughs> Y'all, I'm shivering yeah, over it here. It is cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my expectation. So anyway, that's as far as I got. <laughs> so it would upset you if humans as a whole were not remembered. Not that we weren't remembered. If we were remembered negatively. We, oh, I see. <laughs> that seems so, unlikely, man. Now come on. It's like it's like like will will the galactic entities look back and be like, this period. It was so <laughs> short. Like, look, look, they're like a blip. We had dinosaurs. We had giant lizards for such a long period of time. Lizards slash birds, I believe. Yeah. Were they? Isn't that right? Um, but it's like, look at them. Look at them. They, they, they existed. They got huge. They did things. They were here for so long. They did so well. And then these guys. This, this to me seems like we could be like in between checkups. Like as far as the galactic historians are concerned, they're like, yeah. The last time we were at Earth, it's every time we've ever been, it's just been the giant lizards. Should we send someone back? They're gonna get back and be like, whoa. Tell you what, guys, those giant lizards. Yeah. What happened on Earth? Well, the lizards are gone. The birds <laughs> it's all these like t- they're well, I don't know. They walk on they walk on two limbs. They are they are just everywhere. They are everywhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. They 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 build things. They bu- they built there is so much stuff, like way more stuff. They have this big is out. <laughs> Big so, is out. Right. But they don't they don't get big, they make stuff big. <laughs> They're also still scratching their heads about the pyramids. Great idea, by the way. Great idea. Yeah. Who who put those there? <laughs> galactic historians, obviously. Galactic that's what they're getting from the galactic historians. <laughs> what what else? What else? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we should probably move on because um I feel like we've spent too much time here. Um my next question is Okay. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> let, me, let me crack my knuckles and change topics real Uh-oh. quick. How come so many of the letters sound the same, 
but none of the numbers sound the same. You mean like, like B, C, D, E? I, yes, I mean yeah. like B, C, D, E, G, P, T, V, Z. Z. Yeah, <laughs> we got there. So it's like, there's like all of these letters. It's like the, there were two teams once upon a time. The teams who were inventing the letters who did terribly and the pe- people who were inventing the numbers who did great. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that they act accord they sound according to their nature in 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 a degree wow. like if you want a bunch of numbers you need them to sound different because you're dealing with like quantities and like different um like the point of numbers is not to be a spoken language. Okay. You know what I mean? I but mean, some would say like math is its own language. I'm sure. That's reasonable. Yeah. But the, I think the thing is, is it, it's almost always felt to me like the people who invented the words for numbers were like much more aware of the potential danger of the confusion of two of them sounding the same. Mm-hmm. So like, like, let's say it was like one, two, three, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Do you did you spot the two that sounded similar? I did. Yeah. Okay. 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 It would be a problem. It would be a problem. Yeah. Did I do it right otherwise, or did I say I had to just include one word? Who's to say? Who is to say? We'll know. We'll know. the The table <clears throat> will, will show. But like you know, it w- it would be like um you know how how many plates of bacon would you like? Was that three or free? It's like free, three, free. You free. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Frog. <laughs> Frog. Fraud. <laughs> what a great commercial. <laughs> Eight people got that reference. <laughs> um. So, I know what you mean. Whereas, yeah, you can have like as instead you have like you know a like alpha, b like badger, c like you know that like when they when catermole, they, yeah, catermole, yeah, they have to have like very specific words that would only start with that one letter. Okay, now I need everybody to come up with really good alternate words for for I guess the I don't even know what the what the I think like, c is Charlie. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but like, what what are other words that would be better than the existing words for like Alpha, Beta, Charlie? Okay, all of those types of things. Is it Beta or is it I Badger? I don't know if it's Badger. I think it is Alpha. Okay, but Alpha sounds right. But so yeah. my question would be like, why don't we just use those words as the alphabet? Why don't we use <laughs> it literally, J? Literally, say the word. The what, word? No, not the word. Like the collection of letters is oh referred, the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is the first one? A, which is oh Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> beta yeah it's like it's like alphabet is literally just saying it he's just very close right 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 it's like it's like they were like we can't make the entire like all of the words we can't put all of them it can't be like one gigantic word but we'll do like the first word start and like the like half of the second word Uh, alphabet we'll call it the the alphabet yeah it's like what comes after that though well charlie yeah that yeah so anyway that that was my question because it's like now we have to have all these clarifiers so that people know yeah and that seems confusing it does seem confusing but i i do you not think maybe you want the letters to kind of sound similar because it makes the language itself like more rhythmic or lends itself opportunity i guess the letters can sound the way they sound without having names that sound the same though precisely yeah 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 Yeah. because it's not like it's not like you say like uh like like buzz like you wouldn't say like buzzy (laughs) (laughs) maybe what if you're saying buzzy b as the one true host of popcorn culture i mean i guess a lot of letters (coughs) sound you pronounce the the name is the also the way they sound like z this is the example i just gave yeah but then you would have d you know f f f is good yeah. I, I will hand it to F. Okay. <laughs> F, great word. Foxtrot. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> know that one because of Bloodhound Gang song. Yes, that one. That is why I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Anyway, so I just feel like there's no confusion no confusion when it comes to numbers. They all sound different in, in a great way. And then when it comes to letters, it's like, we could have done better. We could have done better. And I think the fact that they call it the alphabet and it's alpha beta, if it is even beta as the second one, or they could have called it alpha badger, you know, it's like today we're going to learn the alpha badger, which, oh man, that sounds real good. The alpha badger. I want to, I'm going to start calling it the alpha badger. Yeah. The alpha badger song. The alpha badger song. The alpha badger. Which I think they changed. What a weird decision. What? No, I think, I think this is the thing. People think they can change the alphabet song, but they can't. They can't. You can say it's, oh, we actually, it doesn't make sense rhythmically. It, It, this is how it was supposed to sound or we're changing. We're changing the tune to be this, but it won't. You can't change it. Well, There's the, no changing the alphabet song. It feels like the great big concern that everybody struggles with is LMNOP because people think that like, I'm, like I don't know what people think this, but I, there is the the worry that m- someone might think that like LMNO is like a like a letter. Boy, that just seems so easy to correct. It does. It doesn't. And it doesn't. The, it doesn't feel like that many people are really struggling with it. Maybe not. Yeah. You never know. Anyway, before we close out for the day, how about a corny joke? Because I thought today's was really funny. Fire away. Okay, this, that was like a, that sounded like Terry from. Far away. Far away. Maybe I will. (laughs) What a great character. Uh. So good. So good. And that's from Soul, in case anybody doesn't know. Um, Okay, the corny joke today came from Nicole Lay, who says, if Annie is short for Anakin, then what is Luke short for? A stormtrooper. It is a (laughs) stormtrooper. It's so good. I was like, wow. That's good. That's good. Love this one. Uh, And then, and then finally, because we, I think maybe we skipped a fun fact about coyotes last week. Can't have that. We might have a small story off of this one. Okay. So um, this particular uh, fun fact about coyotes comes from Colleen Gear. Uh, who says that you can buy coyote urine for $75. Oh, boy. There's actually, what, but is this to scare other things away? That's exactly it. Okay. I thought I was going to... Man, I was excited to explain it to mm. you. You can buy it at P-Mart. <laughs> <laughs> why is it called P-Mart? <laughs> I mean, I can tell why. Is this a is this a happy coincidence that this this it's like pet pet mart or something and this is the shorter that is all they sell pee. <laughs> all they sell is pee. Oh my gosh. Varying kinds of uh yes, indeed. Um actually this is hilarious because there is a word that is the letter P. So we could leave that one. When P is good. P is there. P also makes its own sound. Right, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're we're fine. But yeah. So what I was going to explain to you is that yeah, uh, P Mart has everything for all of your urine needs. <laughs> all of your in. yeah, yeah. I got it. I, I really wanted to use that pun. Yeah, I could force it right there. I forced it. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, a good pun force is essential. Yeah. It, in fact, I feel like sometimes once people realize that you're punning, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this happen. Yeah, I'm gonna redirect the conversation. I will work in this pun. I have one last thing to say. Okay. About the Bachelorette last night. Oh, it did start last <laughs> night. It did start last night, and for some reason, I don't know the the uh, the main the host this time is a, is a uh, lady named lady woman person named Katie. And the Bachelorette <laughs> is Katie. Wow, that was yeah. so much so much more eloquent. Um, and I she is like she is like a very like fun quirky girl. Uh, but it seemed like the guys were like they were punning so 
hard. They were. I don't know if you noticed this. I did notice it. But it was like like seven or eight different guys all like were dropping puns as like part of their like little intros. Well, she had a very they were all themed the same way. They were all themed for the, the same for uh because I think of the way she entered the show. Yes. So I think there was maybe she was leading the charge on that one yeah. a little bit. Okay. 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 Well, I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, man, puns are in right now. Like like pants that don't cover your ankles, right? No socks. And also, let me tell puns. you, some of, look, I know I'm wearing joggers as I make this argument, but some of the guys' suits, I, I feel like I know, I know the short pant suit is in now. You want like some ankle showing. Sure. No socks, apparently. Yeah. This is the new look. I get it. But man, some, I felt like some guys were just like, they're just verging on, they're like up half calf in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, uh, capri suits. They're capri suits. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not, this is not my style. Brought to you by Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was, I was like, mm, I think you've gone, you've gone too far some here, my friends. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I, so now, now I'll, let me, let me ask you this then. Okay. Later you on. mentioned that Katie was hosting the show, but that's not really true because actually hosting the show is Tasha and, Caitlin, former bachelorettes. Yes. But who do you think is the co-host of the show? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a question. I think it's you. you th- <laughs> of them. No, no, no. I think it's you. you think it's I, me? I, think, I think that you are the co-host again. Well, I, would ha- I mean, I would happily co-host that show with them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a hooting and hollering good time. Yeah. I don't know, honestly, between the two of them. I would say that Caitlin is the co-host. Yeah, that feels right. Okay, okay. If anybody else happened to watch all nine of you, uh, let us know what you thought. Otherwise, I think it's a great place to stop for today. I think so. We're Uh, there. We're there. We're there. We've hit a lot of really solid topics today. Uh, We have questioned the alphabet, I think very adequately. The alpha badger. The alpha badger, as we like to call it here at at the Popcorn Culture, um, as well as discussed uh, giant land sloths. And how to win at exploding kittens. Right, right. Look yeah. at us go. Look at us. I, You're I welcome. Like maybe maybe we'll never do a summary again, but I kind of like this one. Yeah. Because everybody gets to like relive the glory of, of oh, today. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that, that part. Oh, yeah, you guys did. You really changed topics hard today. Uh, otherwise, if you guys have feedback for us, you can send that to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. We're also over on Reddit and Twitter, uh, as well as Patreon, where we have a variety of different ways that you can get a little more popcorn culture action uh-huh. if, you're, if you're into it. Yeah. Otherwise, some more pop. There you go. Otherwise, until next week. Pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.